Hello, this is Joseph Carlson. This is episode uh, 133 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Back at Kodak uh, because this episode is about Activision Blizzard, but I want to remind everybody that this podcast will hit my website, www.gamingwithgrief.com, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Uh, go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com and write me an email. Again, let me know what you think of the show, what I can do to improve, or you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. Uh, give me all the likes, the subscribes, the things like that. And you can go on Twitter and follow me at Just Little Joe. I'm there, and I've gotten better about promoting the episode. And we have a special guest this episode, this episode uh, Evan Carroll. He was on a few episodes back when we talked about Activision Blizzard. I think it was in June, right, when all the info... It was like July when all the info broke of... Uh, the lawsuit that the state of California levied against Activision Blizzard for discrimination and uh, sexual harassment and things like that. And I had Avin on, uh, and I'm having Avin back because more has broke about Activision and Blizzard, and I just want to have Avin back to talk about it because we talked about it the first time, and we should talk about it now. Uh, so how you doing, Avin? How's it going? Uh, you know, it's going okay. Um I don't know if it's unfortunate to be coming back and talking about this again, or if it's a good thing to be coming back and talking about this again. Um, But uh, I do think it's appropriate because a lot has changed since the last time we talked. Right. Um, Unfortunately, the article I sent you, the Wall Street Journal article that kind of broke this new story uh, was paywalled. But I don't know if it was because I uh, am subscribed to the Apple News Plus but I was actually able to read the full article. Um, so I can only really paraphrase the article. I would recommend people, I guess, pay for it. I guess I already paid for it, but when I sent it to Evan again, it got paywalled. But uh, this broke, uh, the Wall Street Journal broke this story on November 16, 2021. And it's called uh, Activision CEO Bobby Kotick knew for years about sexual misconduct allegations at video game giant. It is a massive article. Basically, um, like the article says that uh, through sources basically says that Kodak knew about what was going on and kind of hid information from people or just kept it in like an internal email folder. Uh, he also protected uh, somebody, <clears throat> I believe at Treyarch, who they develop Call of Duty. They're on a try. It's like every three years. They have three main developers and every three every third time they come up, they have to make a Call of Duty game, you know, so they cycle through the three developers. And I believe it was Treyarch, but one of the heads of Treyarch was accused of sexual misconduct. And um, basically what happened is Kodak didn't fire him, even when the the internal investigation said, you should probably let him go, uh, at least. And he didn't do anything about it. Uh, He also left a voicemail for a female assistant saying he would kill her. I think, I know this is going to sound strange. A lot of people are saying, wow, he said he'd kill someone. I think it's just one of those things where it is misconduct. I don't think it's sexual misconduct or anything, obviously. But basically, it's just the entitlement of being a CEO. I mean, we've all been mad on the phone. We've yelled at customer service people, whatever. But the power imbalance of yelling at your assistant, telling them you're going to kill them if they don't do something for you, that just to me shows a pattern of negligence, not... I don't, you know, he wasn't going to like hire a hitman unless he was. I don't know. But reading, reading what they wrote in the article, it seems like it is uh, 
more benign than some people have let on. You know, even in podcasts listen to like, wow, he was going to kill someone. It's like, no, I think he was just mad. I'm not saying that it's good. I'm just saying that I don't really think he was going to like hire a hitman and kill them. I think he was just threatening them, which is still bad. So, um, I don't, yeah, again, I don't know how people, uh, you know, toxic work environment. It just sort of reinforces the, um, uncomfortable kind of harassing environment that people worked in. Cause if that's how he behaves, right? Like your subordinates look to you as a example of how to behave. Right. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing. It, to me, it didn't. It wasn't like any more negligence. It just reinforces what the state has, you know, brought up charges. And, and to be clear, um, you know, this is just an article. This is not a legal document. But they had sources that had relayed this information, and the Wall Street Journal in the article said they did corroborate it with several people that they they reached out to to corroborate the, you know, the allegations, and they pretty much backed up what the the claimant said which was you know this he does know about this stuff which a lot of people pointed out and i have to agree um either like bobby Kotick said all along oh i didn't know about this but we're going to change everything which is complete negligence if you're the ceo of a major corporation that's you're it's worth billions of dollars like activision and you say you don't know about any of this stuff that's really bad like if you're completely in the dark the other thing is that he knew everything all along was hiding it, which is worse. I mean, to me, it's which, you know, the the worst of two evils. What do you want to pick? You know, like there's no like middle ground. So yeah. it's uh, so either he knew or didn't know. And um, part of this allegation, I didn't share the article, but but um, Jen O'Neill, after all this happened and they let people go in the company, Jen O'Neill and Mike Ibarra. Um, Mike Ibarra used to be part of uh, Xbox, but he came over to Activision Blizzard. Um, Jen O'Neill was part of Vicarious Visions. They helped do the Tony Hawk reboots. They've worked on several other things in the company. She got promoted to co-studio head. They did not offer her the same amount of money as Mike Ibarra. They offered her less money, and uh, she quit within three months of the post. So she was hired in July and then resigned in uh, November. And uh, in her statement, she basically, again, I'm paraphrasing this, but she basically said that, you know, I'm going to go somewhere where we, we care about inclusion and exclu- inclusivity in our workplace, which basically to me is a very passive way of saying I wasn't fighting it here, so I'm going to go do it somewhere else. Um, and it wasn't until she offered her resignation that they offered her the same amount of money as Mike Barra. So that... And she even, uh, I guess, reported of sexual harassment years before at a work event where they were there was a DJ there and he was telling the women to drink more so the men could have fun. Uh, that was corroborated by other people at the event. And she just said, you know, I just felt that this wasn't the place. Like, they're, they're not going to take the time and energy to fix the problem, basically. So I think the proof is in the pudding. If you think you can really make a change, again, she would be around for a long time. But when you leave after three months, you're kind of like, this isn't, you guys aren't going to do anything to change this, you know? Well, and she'd been there for quite a while before she took that role. Yeah, like she'd been at Vicarious Visions, which is part of Activision. Uh, and she said the party, if I remember right, I don't want to like misquote her, but it was in the, it was in the mid-2000s when the party took, it was before 2010, I know that. So she's been there, at least part of Activision Blizzard for a long time uh, in one of the subsidiary com- companies or whatever, you know? So. Yeah. 
so again, it it just speaks to this horrible, um, you know, like she, she's like, yeah, this is basically just a cycle, you know. So uh, apparently, I guess the second article I read, apparently some on the board, um, this is from the register, and apparently there was people on the board that said, yeah, maybe, maybe he should leave. Uh, he, Kodak, Bobby Kodak, uh, cut his salary to 62500 and he's turning down bonuses and stock options until the company cleans up its act. He promises to implement a zero-tolerance approach to sexual harassment, make it easier for victims of sexual harassment and discrimination to come forward, and increase the number of women and non-binary staff by about 50%. I want to remind people that this came after all these accusations hit the wall. So instead of trying to just have that kind of environment, now they're adding that environment basically after they got caught. Yeah, um, exactly. So, um, you know, he's always, he's already worth, I mean, I didn't look up his, his net worth, but it is, if not hundreds of millions, like a billion dollars, you know? And I think the reason why they've kept him on so long is he has been making the money. You know, there's, Growth with Call of Duty, which is really their only title of note now, and uh, their stocks keep going up. So of course they're going to keep them around. But I think after this, their talk, stock took a big hit, and there was some board member uh, on the on the board. Like I think two said that you know, hey, maybe we should let him go. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's kind of toxic, and he's bringing a lot of really negative press to the company. Um, and it is affecting their pocketbook, right? If the stock if the stock drops, that's affecting that. To me, if it keeps going, that's the thing where it's like, listen, dude, this is in free fall. You know, we need to yep. we need to pick this back up. We need to pick this. Uh, you know, we need to pick this all up. So, to to me, it's really sad. Like, I haven't really played an Activision Blizzard game for a long time. Pretty much after they had a problem with Hearthstone and the Hong Kong. Uh, protests that were going on and you know they anyway that's a long story but basically that's when i kind of stopped uh buying and plus i think like a lot of people in the press have pointed out like i know i haven't you played like diablo back in the day and stuff i think and but i think what i've noticed is what people in the press have talked about is that you know they're they're making fewer and fewer games even blizzard like games are harder to make and everything but they don't really foster new ip they have overwatch and hearthstone but Hearthstone is a, you know, a take on World of Warcraft, just a card game on World of Warcraft. Overwatch is a new game, but like even those updates have slowed down, and so it just seems like they're becoming the the house of Call of Duty. World of Warcraft is doing okay, but because of all this is happening, people have left, you know, and it just seems like they have fewer and fewer things to try to help their just game output. Come on, you know. So I mean, outside of Call of Duty, do they have any? I mean, they have World of Warcraft because that's under Blizzard and they own Blizzard. Whatever you, you would call the flagship <laughs> games. Yes, they have Call of Duty. Yes, they have Overwatch. And Overwatch is a really popular game. Um, or at least it was. Right. World yeah. of Warcraft is still around. I am baffled. Well, they have a classic. And I think what they've started doing, I listened to a, an MMO podcast, Massively Overpowered, and one of the editors, she's like the editor, she actually listens to the investment calls. She said, I do it so you don't have to. Uh, and so basically what she says is they started, they call it MUAs, uh, 
MAUs, monthly active users, and what they've started doing is they don't talk about regions, they don't talk about which game, they lump uh, the retail version of World of Warcraft and Wor World of Warcraft Classic together, and they talk about they've gained users. So even though if they lose users, it's like, well, which reason left and which reason joined, you know? And they're just like, oh, we just gained this many users. So it's like really this smokescreen of like, yeah, we lost like a million people in America, but we gained like two million in China. And then a few months back, it was reported that more and more, because uh, it was World of Warcraft had problems in China getting approved, and then it got approved. So like, obviously, that's a massive market for them to tap into, you know? And so... I think that's some of the ways that they can like obfuscate, you know, what is going on. When you're like, yeah, we gained a million users, it's like, yeah, but you lost four million, you know, uh, in America, but you gained three in China, so whatever, you know. So it, it, it I, I think it's, I mean, I, I think we, we, I waited as long as I could to send you this info, but I, I think in the next few weeks, because there's a holiday, there was a holiday a couple of weeks ago with Thanksgiving, and I don't know what kind of time they take off in game development, but. Um, there's already been a walkout. One of the articles that I sent you was that the, unfortunately, the person who organized, one of the main organizers of the walkout resigned. Yep. Jessica Gonzalez, this is from Axios. It says Activision Blizzard walkout organizer resigns. It was published on November 30th, 2021. And basically, this is a bullet point thing of why she left. And she says, quote, I regret that I couldn't meet my colleagues under better circumstances, but I take our shared vision for diversity equity, inclusion, and workers' rights with me and value the work that we've done during my time there. Um, I believe with enough education and awareness, ABK, which is a better Activision, uh, Blizzard can be the right place. There's a lot of work to do, and I am mentally wounded from this fight. It's been a long, a long and exhausting road for change, but it isn't over. And she basically says about Bobby Kota, quote, your inaction and refusal to take accountability is driving our great talent and products uh, will suffer until they are removed from your position as CEO. And of course, Activision Blizzard didn't respond for comment. Uh, they do try to link the Wall Street Journal. I tried to go through a bunch of backdoor stuff. I still cannot uh, read uh, the article. So again, that is still paywalled. So yeah, that's terrible um i did read online too that there was it was a twitter thread but the guy said basically i think it was a guy he's like we work here we're at activision blizzard working away and we have something we really want to share with everybody we're really proud of like we want to launch this thing that i can't talk about yet but everybody is talking about bobby kodak so it's literally sucking the oxygen out of our building because this is all anybody's worrying about you know yeah. And so I feel bad for the developers, you know. Um, hopefully they unionize is all I'll say because it seems like that's the only way they, they would get any kind of equity. In fact, there was a report that I didn't include in the article, but apparently uh, at Ravensoft, which is a division of Activision now, they did maps for Call of Duty. They had all the QA testers come in and they basically let them go, like hundreds of them. Oh, wow. So... They basically got informed, like, on a Friday, like, you're, you're no longer needed. So I don't know if they're going to get health benefits, if they get insurance through the end of the year. I don't know how that's working out. But, like, without any kind of collective bargaining, that's what happens, you know. It's like they can just bring you in and go, thanks, but no thanks. And you're out. So. Uh, I mean, it's pretty common in, in tech 
period. Um, you know, you come in, work a big, huge project, get all your work done, and then, oh, you're not needed anymore, see ya. And then they hire back up when they have another project yeah. to do, which... And, and another way they get around it, they do a lot, is like, well, we're only hiring you on a contract for this one thing. And then once that thing's over, you're done. Cool. Now, California, Washington, I think actually it's federally regulated. It's like, because that was so rampant, uh, you can only keep a person as a contractor for 18 months maximum, mm. and, or you have to convert them to being permanent. But like, I, I know people that have worked at Microsoft on a contract, and literally what they would do is they would start on a contract, they'd work there 18 months, and Microsoft would let them go for six months to reset the clock and then bring them back again. So I guess save your money, I guess, if you're that well off where you just save your money and wait for them to call, you know. Well, back. I mean, that particular person was making $55 an hour as a contractor. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it's better. I, I heard that obviously these QA testers aren't making that. You know, they're making like minimum wage or just above mm-hmm. because, <clears throat> excuse me, there's such a churn in the uh, QA. That's like the lowest rung, you know, so they don't care. They don't care if they churn through it. I mean, I keep seeing this online, and I, I mean, I'm not part of a union, but I do see people say, listen, you can't just tell us to unionize. It's not that easy. And I do understand that it's not that easy to just form a union. But as a consumer, like, I don't want to support Activision Blizzard, you know? And the only button or lever I have to pull is giving them money or not, you know? So I don't know what to do. Uh, so you need, I guess you need to help me help you, I guess is the thing to... The Activision employees, I can say, you know, because although we've talked about it before, I'm not union, but I talk to union people all the time and they have nothing but good things to say about how the union protects them and make sure they have a living wage and they have retirement and have medical insurance and all that kind of stuff, you know, so. Um, um, yeah, I know people that are union that are not happy about their union, but Well, I mean, well, it's It's a totally different conversation. Well, it's it's better than nothing, you know, because right now I have nothing being non-union, you know, so it's uh, like I I know people, too, that are unhappy, but they said, you know, uh, blessed with nothing, then I have something, you know, then um, absolutely nothing. So I don't know, like what I never asked you last time we were talking about this, like, so like. You know, you don't play a lot of games and stuff, but, like, you do play the occasional Blizzard game. Like, does it make you think, like, before you buy it, like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to purchase this or whatever, or... Um, I haven't played a Blizzard game in so long. No. Um, I do kind of have animosity or a pause with Electronic Arts. Oh, yeah. Because... EA is such a giant corporation and they do that same thing with QA testers and developers where it's like, hey, big project, work your butt off, see it. Yeah. But that's kind of how all the major software companies are. It's like, right. hey, you don't matter. Bye. Yeah, I mean, you know, not only are people being affected by this, but like there was, uh, they brought up again that people left because they were being sexually harassed. Um, and, you know, this is obviously gaming with grief and like the idea that you can't just do your job and, like, I've read online, a lot of people are saying, you know, 
like to my previous point, this is sucking the oxygen out of the room and I can't go to work and just worry about a game. I have to think about, because some people are actually outside picketing. So you have to go into work and they're not judging people. They're like, well, do what, you know, if you're going to pick it, that's fine. If you're going to walk out, that's fine. Or you could go to work. And the people decided to go to work because they're like, I want to make this game. They said, that's all we're thinking about. So it's taking away headspace instead of them developing something to worry about, you know, if Kodak's going to be at the company for, you know, whatever, another five years. They, 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 they did mention in that article about the investors that his contract might not be renewed, but it's going to be like another five years until they decide to renew it or not. So unless they write out fire him, because I guess he just resigned like a year ago or something. So unless they probably can come to some weird unanimous vote to boot him off the board. But from reading that article and other ones, it seems like there wasn't a lot of people that care enough to boot him off the board. There was like maybe two out of the 10 or something or however many are there. It was a very small minority in the group. But apparently, but, but now I, there was another article I didn't send you where he's on the board of directors for Coca-Cola. I don't know how that worked out, but they the Coca-Cola board wants him off the board because there's enough of a majority there where they're like, we don't want him, you know. So this may be like a you know death of a thousand cuts where he just slowly 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 gets taken off of more and more things and then well, it's just I mean, you know, if he becomes more and more seen as a as a toxic entity um he will get removed right but it might take time and yeah well like so yeah i mean would you like you didn't really answer would you not buy something where you're like uh i don't play a lot of games but i was gonna get this strategy game or whatever but now i don't, I don't want to get well, i don't like want um like i've done it before with ea i, I kind of went off on a separate tangent with that right um where a given pause just knowing kind of their their business practices in, in this case i don't know right like i think we talked about this before and i'm still in this weird quandary like i i don't like the reports that are coming out from the employees and I am inclined to believe the reports from the employees before I believe the executives. Um, in this case, because there is, there's enough reporting and corroboration from not just the employee level, but even from higher up in the company, um, yeah. maybe indirectly, but still like there's, there's a, uh, implied guilt, when you don't say anything, but you just walk away. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so it, it, I would say it gives me pause, but it brings up that moral quandary we discussed before of, so do we not buy games from the company so that it hurts the bottom line of the company and it wakes up the shareholders enough that they finally, the board finally fires him or do you still buy the games because you want to make sure that the people that work there still have jobs? Yeah, I mean, I think that too, um, but I I don't know, like, I, I'm looking at a lot of this, because, like, to go on a small tangent, Amazon is going through this right now. I don't know what part of the country, but apparently, it wasn't just Alabama, they voted on it last year, we talked about that a little bit on our political podcast, but there is another area that is voting for unionization right now, uh, some other Amazon warehouse, and apparently there was some people there that came forward and spoke and said it didn't go well. Uh, basically it didn't go well for Amazon. Uh, employees were quoted as pushing back against Amazon when they were like, well, unions won't really help you out. Uh, 
And apparently there was one employee there that was quoted as saying like, so wait, it's going to get worse because basically laid out his schedule and said, so this is what you want me to do and it's going to get worse. So what you're saying is you're just going to give me a raise. You're not doing that. So that's why we're talking about this. And I guess Mm -hmm. the the conversation descended. And then a lot of people, this was like, uh, I read the article, but then what a lot of people were reporting was this guy sounds like a union steward. Like if you're going to vote for anybody to be your steward, it should probably be this guy because he was speaking up. And I guess the meeting just ended. But I think I'm like you where like it is a moral thing where I want the people that um, I want the people that make these games to be um, supported in things and feel good about what they do. But I can't really do that. There's only one thing I could do is give them money. And if I don't want Bobby Kotick to be the CEO anymore and I need the stock price to fall because to me, they're going to no matter which way I Whatever I do, they're still going to punish the QA testers and the whatever. I'm I have no control over that. But if you unionize, then I do. You you have more control of the table, and I can feel good about it. We're like, well, at least you're being represented. So I don't feel good about giving this money to you, but um, at least you have some protection, you know. Um, and it, it at least gives them a. Um, like I know a lot of people talk about, you know, J.K. Rowling has said some stuff that's very unpopular and there's a new Harry Potter game coming out. So a lot of people are like, well, what do I do? I'm a big fan of Harry Potter, but she said all this stuff that I don't agree with. And then the developers were like, we wish you would just shut up because we're making this game and we work really hard on it for years and we just want people to be happy. And some people have walked away from Harry Potter. And, and, and my thing at the end of the day was I do want to play that game. It does look really good. But I guess what you could do is just maybe donate to a charity. You know, when I when this all broke, I was trying to look up unionization charities in California, but it looked yeah. like there wasn't any link or they had raised enough money or something, you know. So maybe you do that. Maybe you give money, you know, like J.K. Rowling has said, anti-trans thing. So maybe maybe you buy the game, but maybe you give money to, to a trans uh, rights organization or something, you know, to kind of balance the scales of like, well, I gave her money, which sucks, but I'm giving these people money too, so... I feel somewhat good about buying the game to support the developers. And then if I don't agree with what she's saying, I'm still donating to a charity. Um, I guess the problem with Activision Blizzard, I heard some of their charities backed away because some of these allegations were so bad that charities are like, we don't want to be associated with them. So you're like, well, crap. <laughs> like, no, they are bad. And yeah. And the, um, the absolute, um, like, absence of a response yeah. sort of direct confrontation like is, is mind-boggling in the world that we live in nowadays if this happened at like other companies it wouldn't even be a question like people would have just been fired right uh and then on top of that like when there is a response it's so delayed and it's so knee-jerk that it's completely insincere yeah, well, another thing I was going to bring up that came out in the Wall Street Journal article, or maybe a day later broke, I think early on when you and I did that episode a few episodes back, Fran Townsend was someone who was part of, she was a, a woman, she was on the female action committee at Activision Blizzard, she uh, wrote a statement that was very tone deaf, and everybody's like, what, where did this statement come out of, and I think we read it on the yep. podcast or talked about it. Well, it came out in this new article that Bobby Kotick actually wrote that and then put her name under it and then submitted it. So it was actually his words that went out and said it was her. So the only reason he did that is because he knew, supposedly, he knew that she was on this female, allegedly, he knew she was on this uh, this female action committee and she was the only one that would have weight within the company to release a statement. 
And so he put her name on it to be like, oh, yeah, she's the only one. That, like, people aren't going to believe me. They'd believe her. And you're just like, what? A, like, one of the podcasts I was do, they were reporting this, and they go, what a psychopath. And I was like, yeah, that's insane to do that. Like, it's basically sign someone's name under a, you know, a check or something. That's, that's like, totally underhanded to just be like, well, I guess she's going to say this because I need someone to hold water for me for this statement, you know? I mean... I really hope that he wrote it and then gave it to her and said, send it out. Yeah, but even if I would have... But even that is really sketch. Yeah. You you think she would have been like, well, you need to fire me because there's no way that I'm releasing this statement. You know, it was really... I remember reading and thinking, that's the foot you're going to lead off on, huh? That's a really bad, like, you know, and I... Yeah, and then and then another thing that broke after this article uh, was like at 10 p.m. on a Friday or whatever, a random day... Uh, active time for news. Yeah, they they basically said we're we're starting an internal committee to investigate all this stuff. And you thought, why would you do this at like 10 p.m. on a Thursday? You know, like it 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 was just like what a great way to say that you're kind of doing something but not really doing something. So and you can point back to it later and be like, see, we did this. Yeah, and then all the, when it got filed, I kept going, that's weird. Am I, you know, did they get this news and then were they sleeping and had to write it up and then post it later? And everybody's like, no, they posted this at like 10 p.m. So people had to wake up whatever time zone you're in in the morning, write something up about it and submit it and say, yeah, they kind of tried to sweep this under the rug. Like, so they could tell the, probably tell the shareholders, see, we're trying to do something about it. You know, don't look at the time or the day that we started this action committee. You know, it's, to me, this is really depressing because I think a lot of companies, uh, game companies especially, you know, to make games is hard nowadays and to get out of your comfort zone. Activision Blizzard is the biggest company, you know, and for them to really have changed, that would be amazing, you know, for like, I, I want to see if this actually leads to unionization, you know, like we talked about it a little bit before, but this is the, the employees walked out again because of this report. So well, it's, it's not even just that. I mean, unionization or not, um, Activision Blizzard is getting questioned by their clients. Like yeah. Nintendo has said it's deeply disturbing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And um, Microsoft has questioned it, Xbox, right. yeah. uh, and PlayStation has made comments about it. So yeah. you know it's bad when like, the people who want you to make products for them because they sell their product based off of like what flagship game you made for them are, are questioning that relationship. Like, it is... It is just not good in any way, shape, or form. And, um, you know, I personally don't think in this situation a union would really honestly make any difference because a union doesn't have the authority to fire a CEO. They don't have enough power to fire a CEO. Um, And the only power that the employees have in a union in this context is to do what they've already done, strike. Yeah, because... It's a call to strike, it's a walkout, but it's it's the same exact thing. And as a as a board member, they should be very concerned because it's extremely public. And there, and in the end, it's been pointed out several times: these are the people actually making the product that gives you stock options, right? Like if they're if they're on the street, they're not making the next Call of Duty. They're not making the exactly. next Overwatch that was patch. The next, next point I was going to make. Yeah, they're not making the games. You know, they're they're like, no, we're not doing it. You know, and you're just like, oh crap. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no, you need to go so we can get our stock options. You know. 
And I know, I know a lot of people complained about, I think it was the FCC, somebody, but they, but when you read the article about how the FCC is looking into it, they're looking into it because this, the shareholders were lied to about what was happening because it affects their stock options, not because people have allegedly killed themselves over the allegations or allegedly been raped or been harassed or held down. And so, I mean, I guess silver lining is at least it's being looked into. I guess that's the only silver lining you can look at. In the, kind of looked into. Yeah. I mean, admitting California opened up their investigation, and so that, that is a good start. And, and hopefully they'll find enough evidence that there will be some, some prosecutions and um, terminations as a result of it. But it is very difficult to change the culture of a company, and it takes a long time to do it. And... There's no way you're going to change the culture of a company when the person at the top leading it has turned a blind eye to it and has been okay with it for so long. Well, one thing I was going to say, one thing that they requested in the walkout that I had to read like their, you know, they had like several action items. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it won't help them. uh, It won't help them get rid of the CEO. But one of the things they wanted on there was they wanted an employee... um, a voted on, like voted in employee stand in on the board. So like an employee would go up there who they voted for, like a steward, and he'd go up there and be like, hey, this is what they want. This is what they're talking about. And so at least then they literally have a seat at the, sh- but I don't know if there's 12 people there and they're one person, like what is that going to do, you know? But it- that's, that's why I'm making a grimace on my end because, uh, Fine, they're sitting at the table. They have a voice, but the board's going to do what the board wants to do because they'll always get voted down. Yeah, I guess. I guess the one thing though is or theoretically they can always be voted down. I shouldn't right. say they always will. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you have a little bit more sway. Well, I mean, the one thing I would say in response to that is at least then they could go to the employees and go, "Hey, man, I just got out of like ladies, everybody, I just got out of this meeting and this one happened," and they could be like, "No," and you know, like there could at least be some pushback, you know, instead of now like. Yeah, I just, I just, you know, like those people that came in, like, because they have to tell people they're laying people off and stuff, you know? And so it's like, you know, the, those QA testers that just randomly got brought and they're like, hey, guys, in two weeks, they're going to do a round of layoffs, you know, and here's what's on the table, you know? And I think they do hide some of that still, though, so I don't know how they'd be able to. Because I think the last time, I think it was two summers ago, they laid off a bunch of people, and it was like, yeah, we laid off a bunch of people. It sucks because they did it between investor calls, so they didn't really have to until after the fact reporting go yeah we did it you know and but our stock options went up so then bobby kodak was still you know the ceo and stuff like that so i don't know it's to me it's just it's really depressing and i just want to see you know you want to see something (laughs) you want to see something happen like uh i want you know what are they i think this is term and game don't like the skunks works team i like blizzard and activision is a massive company i want it i mean i want it to be more like hey we got 10 people that have this really passionate idea and we want to work on it you guys have call of duty on lock you have three studios you know what i mean that are every three years are churning out a call of duty like let us work on some crazy new thing you know that isn't diablo that isn't hearthstone or whatever you know so um but i say that but then i think of places like valve where they're just getting so much money from steam where they do do some stuff like they did vr they're doing a new handheld steam deck i don't know if you've seen that Mm-hmm. And which is cool, but like there is a sense in there that they don't have to, like they don't have to be pushed to because they just, you know, they're Scrooge McDuck right now with money. At least Valve is, 
And I think Activision Blizzard's very close to that, where they're like, well, we have Call of Duty, you know. That's why I did read reports that this Call of Duty maybe didn't do as well as the other ones. Uh, or at least in the UK, it had a weaker launch. So then I don't know if that will lead to bigger changes, but maybe maybe Call of Duty tanking will actually make them think about, uh, man, we can't do this anymore, you know? We're literally putting all of our eggs in the Call of Duty basket, you know? Like, we have to... And when is Diablo going to launch, you know? Like, I don't know. Like, when is Diablo 4 going to launch? Because Blizzard's thing is it's ready when it's ready, which is great, but not when you have shareholders. Like... Shareholders don't want to hear it'll be ready when it's ready, you know. They don't. Famously, Nintendo had an investor call, and investors can come from any walk of life. And I don't know why the person didn't look up what they were investing in, but apparently, on the investor call in Japanese, after Nintendo talked about their upcoming portfolio, the investor said, "Why are we talking about games so much?" <laughs> and he thought, "I don't." Could you at least look up the company you're investing in before you? That's like in a Toyota board thing. They're like, why are we talking about cars? Like, well, that's, that's what we do. That's what we. Um, and apparently, like, I heard a podcast where the guy spoke Japanese and he said, no, that was really said. That was what they said. And, you know, big investors have portfolios in major companies. But you would at least think if you're going to sit down for the call, you'd be like, maybe I should look this up before I, you know, because you're not expected to know everything about everything. But, you know, hey, I'm going to sit in on the call. Maybe I should read what Nintendo does before I comment on the... Yeah. You know, or as they're going through... Because it's a call. As they're going through the info and talking about games, just Google and be like, oh, it's a game company. Okay. Well, then that makes sense. So... Um, Come on now, people. All right. Well, not, not, not related to our conversation, but... Well, I'm, I'm just saying, like, uh, I don't know what Activision Blizzard is going to do. You know, like... But I want to see some change. They did let people in the lower levels go, but... Uh, as has been pointed out a lot online, whoever like Bobby Koenig cannot stay because if he if this is all true, uh, you know you don't take the person who set the house on fire and tell them to put it out. You know, like you need real systematic change there, and so I just hope that they decide to do that. So I'm I am still surprised it hasn't been done. It just is not. Um, it doesn't make any sense. It's not good business sense. It's not good PR. It's not in any way or shape or form improving or benefiting productivity of the company. Like, what is uh, Kodak doing at the top of Activision that is so amazing that the board is going to turn a blind eye to this? Maybe well, got blackmail on all of them. Yeah, I mean, that must be it. Or, I mean, what is the threshold for their stock options to drop where they go, okay, now we have to pull the pin? Like, we're waiting to see how this goes. But if it keeps going down, you know, maybe it's like everything else. They all have internally had a meeting going, this is our threshold for if it drops below this, he's gone. You know, like, and maybe he just hasn't hit that threshold yet. Well, you know, I mean, it could be a whole bunch of things. It might just be that, like, the board knows him. And so they're like, there's no way Bobby could do this. He's a really good guy. Mm. You know, we mm. golf together. Right, right. Well, I mean, that's one reason why I kind of want the this to come out in court. I wonder if the California court case, if they're going to be able to use some of these allegations or at least get... Because uh, without burning sources, they could go to the reporter and go, hey, you don't have to tell us your source. Can we just see some of these conversations or emails or whatever? And then maybe go to their people that they know that are in the lawsuit and corroborate. Hey, does this sound familiar to guys? You know, does anybody want to step forward? Maybe a, a source wants to step forward and say, no, I'm, you know, I'm an assistant or whatever, whatever. 
and I got these. So like, here you go. And like, maybe that'll come up in the California case where they're like, Ooh, it's not good at all. (laughs) I don't know. So, I mean, that's kind of where I see it. Like it it is a weird situation and it's, it's kind of sad, you know, again, like we talked about, there's a lot of people there that are working really hard to make good games. And even though I don't play those games, like I saw the trailers and stuff for the new call of duty and the, the motion capture, the facial features, the graphics are insane, you know, and, and uh, that level of quality isn't made in a vacuum. It takes a lot of people to do that. And you don't want to see those people just get fired just because their boss is a piece of crap, you know. Uh, so hopefully, I don't know. I think it, it's confusing. Uh, I don't I, I guess that's my final thought. I mean, do you have anything to say to... Um, you know, I think as time goes by, we're going to find out more and more and more. Um, I do eventually think, uh, particularly with highly visible walkouts from employees that Kodak will be forced out or forced to resign. I don't think this whole like public play of like, if I don't turn the culture around, I'll resign on my own. Like that could be five years. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently with his contract, you know, but like violate the contract, pay whatever the clause is for him to get out of the contract and just separate yourself because they're going to have to save face. If the board doesn't do something eventually, the company is going to be toxic from top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And or you investors or, are going to sue because they have a right to. Yeah. Or you just see what you're seeing now, which is like this slow drain of talent. And there was articles written before this came to light with Kodak where people weren't staying at Blizzard and the employees, um, the toxic, there's a brain drain going on here. Like nobody has ex- like 10 years of experience. Everybody's like under because people just don't see the point and they're leaving. You know, they're not getting paid right. They don't feel they're being listened to. And so that's when the quality slips and, you know, the stock price goes down again. And then the investors have to question, you know, what they want to, what they want to do. So start making games like E.T. Yeah. I would actually go for an E.T. remaster and be like, what was it supposed to be? <laughs> like, like we, we all know that because apparently I, I actually want to read a little bit in that, but the little bit I know about E.T., the, the developer was very excited uh, and he said, oh, I can do this really quickly. And he maybe had, I think I heard like eight or six weeks to put something together for the holidays because they're trying to get out for the holidays because of the movie. And of course, it didn't work out that well. Didn't you, you owned E.T., didn't you, for the? Okay. Yeah. Um, I've just seen it be played and I actually would like a, I would like, um, a thing saying, uh, this is what it was supposed to be. (laughs) Like it didn't, it didn't turn out the way it was. So, well, Evan, thanks for joining me on this, uh, somewhat depressing episode of, uh, Game with Grief. Um, I mean, that is the point of this podcast, right? Is, uh, terrible things. Yes. Grief. Uh, yeah, and related to gaming. Yeah, so I guess it was a little bit on the nose with depressing news instead of someone's artistic interpretation of grief through games. This was like the actual grief of gaming creating a game. I guess at Activision Blizzard's time. But uh, I want to uh, remind everybody that this podcast will hit my website www.gamingwithgrief.com at Monday morning at seven a.m. So go there, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the show, or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com and drop me an email. Let me know what you think, uh, what I can do to improve the show or a topic of the show or a game you want me to review or something like that. And go to Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store and subscribe to the podcast and let me know what you think. Uh, give me all the stars, the likes, subscribes, the reviews, stuff like that there. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at JustLittleJoe. Uh, and I will continue to be better about promoting the show there. Uh, Avin 
Is there anything you want to plug? I know we do this all the time. Is there anything that you want to plug that you're working on that, uh, uh, you know, I'd go over the same stuff I, I, I usually do. You know, check me out at youragentguide.com. I'm a real estate agent, but I primarily focus on connecting people with talented agents in their area um, in the United States. So anyone listening out of the United States can't help as much there. Um, you can also check me out at Your Agent Guide on Facebook or Instagram. And, uh, um, you know, I put up a lot of valuable information there. Even if you never reach out, there's a lot of, you know, data and details that might help inform a decision. And from there, uh, of course, um, don't forget to share this podcast mm-hmm. and uh, check out our other podcast. Oh, yeah. That, is, uh, yeah. Gaming uh, the Grief of Politics. Yeah. I was going to say, because if somebody came in for the first time and said, what other podcast? Yeah, it's The Grief of Politics. We do that. That thing only hits once a month. Uh, and just to give you a primer, if it's your first episode, Avin and I meet once a month and we talk about issues. We trade off and on on what we pick. Uh, this month in December, it is my choice, and we're talking about climate change. Uh, next month will be Avin's choice. He will pick something, usually decides at the end of the episode what we pick. So, And we debate, and we kind of do what we do here, but it's a little bit more formal because we read articles, and it's about politics. Uh, I'm usually very informal and talk about games, uh, but I wanted to have Avin on this episode because, like I said, we've talked about a lot of this stuff either on the phone or I had you on before to talk about it. So since it is a continuing saga, I thought I'd have you back on to talk about it again. So... Well, and, and I have a sneaking suspicion that as more major news comes out, we'll probably do it even another there'll, time. There'll be another, I mean, it may be a, like, hey, he's no longer CEO. Great. You know, like, here's the steps they're taking. So it could be a it could be a Monday morning press release or another week if, uh, you know, again, if the stock price hits below a certain whatever, then so be it. So anyway, you guys have a good week. We will talk to you next week and uh, bye.